0: everyone i'm jay
1: i'm sophia and i'm scott and
2: welcome to witches betwixt
0: today we're going to be talking about religion uh witchcraft as a religion there is a wide array of opinions regarding is it a religion is it not a religion is it maybe a religion was it a religion will it be a religion um so yeah we're going to dig into that today uh Does anyone in particular want to start off the conversation? Have particular uh, Uh, burning issues? I
2: I love this topic, so I can do it. (laughs) Yeah, you're done right then. Go for it. Um, All right, so uh, I will say that is witchcraft innately religious? No. Uh, Can it be religious? Absolutely. Um, Hmm. Are there traditions that are religious witchcraft? Absolutely, or religious magic, if you will, um, because, I mean, you know, voodoo practitioners wouldn't call the religion witchcraft, but they're a religion that practices magic.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so, I mean, you know, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's very nuanced, right? I mean, it's not just this cut and clear answer. Um, I know it causes debates, but in a lot of the time when I watch those debates, they're, they're very... Um, people on either, like, on either side of this particular debate are never like kind of in the gray area, which I think is where we need to be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where it's more complicated than it's this way or it's that way. It's more like, what is the culture doing, right? Where did it come from? Uh, what is the idea behind it? You know, like a lot of Wicca, for instance, which is a religious form of, of magical practice um, in which there's worship and, and things like that, um and it has like a kind of a theology. Uh a lot of that also, interestingly enough, comes from uh ceremonial uh Christian Catholic ceremonial high magic, right? So of mm. course you're right. Um so a lot of that actually kind of translates down from uh this this very uh it, it almost looks like mass, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and now, once again, of course, there's there's a uh, big differences, you know, in covens practicing in different parts of the world, in particular the U.S. and the U.K. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that that is a big part of the history of of Wicca. Traditional Wicca is, uh, you know, um, uh, like the, the those occult orders, like the the Golden Dawn, for instance. Um, they're a big influence. So, so this topic is, you know, it's pretty broad, and I, I think it's fascinating. I, I I've recently myself have been kind of asking again because um I know I drop this name often but Matt Warren is, is is kind of amazing and <laughs> I just like his brain and um he actually he's writing a book called The Psychic Witch but he recently just posted a comment that he wrote in his book about this particular thing um and I, and for me I feel as if this particular comment and of course as I'm as I'm talking about it, I'm trying to look for it um I'm hoping I could find it. But the gist of it is, is that he considers witchcraft, uh, for personally for him, and, and I myself also feel the same, that it's, it's witchcraft, uh, it, it, it is how I interact with um, the imminent spirit world around me. Uh, this kind mm. of animistic, uh, you know, kind of, because I view the spirit world as imminent, it's, it's not somewhere else, it's here with me. And,
0: it's beside you
2: right and because i see it that way um witchcraft for me is a way for me to interact with that world um mm. so it, it's funny because of how that happened and how how much i've and and it's like i think like i said i've been contemplating this how uh religion and animism and my witchcraft how they play together just because you know i do have uh God's or spirits, um, which I've been calling God spirits more and more often. Um, mm-hmm. But I do have spirits that I work with. Um, so, I mean, and, and I give them offerings, but I, I I was saying to myself today, I said, it's like having neighbors, um, you know, sometimes you want to get to know your neighbors, you know, and, and you want to go and give them something, you know. Uh, It's the holidays and you go and give your neighbors a gift and you say hello and you touch base. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of, and I'm not to say like, it's this like transient relationship. That's not what I'm trying to say. Um, I'm just saying like, for me, it's like, uh, like, yeah, it's like getting to know my neighbors and like building a relationship. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, I wouldn't say it's, it's, it's not religious, but, but maybe it is. I just wouldn't. I wouldn't define it that way, but of course mm. it doesn't and it's not like it it's and it's not to say that um I'm against saying like someone saying, well, that is religious right like I'm not against someone in the comments being like, well, that sounds like religion to me like that's cool, I'm not against it. it wouldn't offend me in any way um I just don't know if that's religion religious because I don't see it that way mm. but um and it's not like a rejection or like a not wanting to be religious, I think. A lot of us too, in, in the occult and witchcraft community, a lot of us have come from Catholic Christian backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we always joke about recovering Catholics.
0: Yeah, recovering Catholics.
2: Um, mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I think it's because we, we're we're a little bit um, we're a little jaded. Uh, uh, you know, we have certain opinions of what the word religion means, and we hear it and we react to it, right? Um, because we automatically think, you know, Christianity, we think Catholicism, Abraham, Abrahamic traditions, which, you know, unfo- or Abrahamic religion, right? Not traditions. Mm-hmm. But um, so Abrahamic religion, we, and we, we kind of get defensive, um, just because we, we've had a pretty contentious relationship. Um, but I think we, we need to look at the word religion and religious as more of um, a, a, a archaeological term. Um, if we kind of intellectualize that word a bit um just like theology there's a lot of witches pagans included who um who are like no i don't want the word theology used uh you know to to in any way describe my 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 beliefs but um i mean i, I think that's a little silly too i think it you know i think it's a uh, pagan theology i think it sounds interesting i think it's i don't know I hope I made a point here. You well, What would you did. say,
1: then, that your belief system is? Because everybody believes in something. You always ascribe to, like, <clears throat> some point on the compass, whether you're agnostic or um, atheist or Satanist. Like, where would you place yourself? Oh, um...
2: Wow, here's oh man, oh man, I guess you know what I think I'm still to this day I'm dual faith, like a lot of ancient Celtic people were at one point. Um, mm-hmm. they were both pagan and Catholic at the same time, and the only mm-hmm. reason I say that, um I'm nowhere near like a Catholic Catholic right? like it would be like folk Catholicism, but mm-hmm. that's, and I, but even then, I don't feel like I do anything traditionally. I just do things at my altars um. Although there are, like, you know, there are groups on Facebook and books and stuff about, you know, folk Catholicism and stuff, which are a little bit more Catholic, um, which I'm not into exactly. I'm into working with the saints, but I, I don't know really how to put it. I really don't know. It's really hard. I guess, I mean, I know that I'm a polytheist, but I know that I'm a polytheist. <laughs> but, um, mm-hmm and and somewhat of a somewhat of a pantheist. Um but I don't I don't know exactly where I fall honestly, Sophia. I really don't know.
0: That's fair. I mean you don't necessarily have to know. You don't have to to know that right offhand. Um I think I'm still developing my uh my own belief system, but I thought it was, I really wanted to jump in when you were talking about um, the word religion Mm -hmm. and how I think a lot of this discussion is centered around our, um, our terminology. So like a lot of the discussion of religion and of witchcraft is centered around, you know, what terminology are you using? You know, like the religion was created by humanity and so are we able should we redefine what religion is at this point? You know, like we've redefined other words in our history That's like queer. That's <laughs> yeah, exactly, like queer. Um and I don't know, maybe we need to redefine what religion is. That's that's kind of like what Do I was you thinking think of when we were can talking reclaim about
1: reclaim religion.
0: Yeah, reclaim it because I find that um like suppose, you know, you you have a coworker, right? And one of my coworkers is um actually a lot of my coworkers are pretty uh devout uh some sort of Christian faith. Um but the the thing that people ask you is, "Well, are you religious?" And what they mean is are you Catholic or are you Christian? <laughs> is what right. I kind of yeah. found that that generally means. Um, the other day it was actually me, my Christian uh coworker and this uh agent who is uh, Muslim and we were all talking about like um how like, you know, the Bible, the uh the Torah and the Quran they all have a lot of similarities, and it was it was a good discussion um, until the the light kind of shone on me because I was like agreeing with them and kind of engaging in this, I guess, pseudo scholarly discussion of these three holy books, and then my coworker who was Christian turns to me, well actually no it wasn't the Christian woman it was the the Muslim guy and he said, well are, are you religious? <laughs> and I said. Um I have like I I my my go-to reaction is usually I'm spiritual. And that's just um that's just me like hiding any uh, like sort of polytheistic uh occult blend of whatever the fuck it is that I'm doing, you know. But I do I do think we have it uh within our power to redefine religion.
2: And I, I would I would say now more than ever,
1: I think. Yeah. I'd say for me that I never really took religion as a dirty word because, like, I was born and raised Catholic. Like, when you said we're reforming Catholics, I scoffed because it's like, yeah, of course we are. Like, it hit home. (laughs) I was fucking (laughs) baptized. I was confirmed as a member of the Catholic Church. I did fucking catechism. Mm. I would have gone to a Catholic school if there was one in my area, but there wasn't. Mm. Um. And I I always was looking for something else after I left and I left at a really young age cuz it didn't fit for me and yeah, like, I was 8 I feel like I'm this is going to sound a little weird and controversial but magic is my religion like mm. ex- experience is my religion like um to me my journey in magic and like learning myself has been a lot of like initiation and understanding my place in the universe and like what all of my beliefs and my systems of what i think how the universe works is informed by my witchcraft experiences and i wouldn't say it's a religion in the capital r sense because it's not like something formalized that people agree on i would absolutely say that witchcraft is my religion because it informs all of my beliefs and Mm. my lifestyle but it's not a religion in the sense that it carries like dogmas or
2: Mm -hmm. right
1: required activities it's like the journey of experiencing life is my religion and the sun rising and experiencing it. I actually was thinking too ahead of time, I define myself rather largely as an ethical hedonist, meaning that like I will enjoy stuff, but not so much that I would like try and drive somebody else of their own enjoyment. But I seek to live for happiness and pleasure and enjoyment, whether that's like a really nice hot bath with some lavender scented oil in it or, Whether that's, I don't know, going out and climbing a cliff, like, whatever you Mm -hmm. do that really exhilarates you and enriches your experience of life, that's my fucking religion right there, is doing Mm -hmm. that, is living the experience of being in the now, and, like fucking thriving in it like like and then there's all those moments where you're turned down where you gotta be at like your job in a factory or wherever you work maybe it's like a cashier job or a cook job and you feel like you gotta turn yourself down a little bit and like dull the colors back you know take out your septum piercing like cover up your tattoos a little but like (sighs) It's like the the freedom of letting all that back down and putting the, the, the septum back in and sliding up your sleeves and showing your tattoos. That's my religion. That's the freedom that I kind of look for, you know? Like that space in between that you carve out for yourself.
2: Can I just say that? Like, I think you just, I just didn't have the eloquence or like the, the know-how to word it, but I think you just did it. And that. Right. Like freedom and like freedom of self, freedom, you know, whatever that freedom is. And I, I, that, I think you just did it. I, and, and that makes when you said, I think magic is my religion and the way that I see magic working and how that influences my beliefs about the world around me and people, et cetera. Uh, I, 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 I really vibe with you, with what you just said. Yeah. Here.
1: And because it's a very personal, intimate experience for everyone, so it can't be, like, a unified experience like a religion would have you do. There's, like, unified tenets that we can agree on, like... You have a body, you will live, and you will die. um you will have experiences, both good and bad. What you make of them will define who you are like there are like laws to this universe that are like irrelevant to our our moral juxtapositions that you could actually hammer out and kind of develop like a code of witchcraft and like universal laws like that. you know you must drink water or you will die right stuff like that mm-hmm. so, that's it. There, there's nothing we can do to argue with that. That is a law of the universe. Not... You shall not love another person because of their gender, or what the fuck ever I'm social right. construct come up with, because of religious artifacts. Like, and right. I think this also gets to the greater discussion of what is a religion, because I think that's a really important talking point. And like, a, a religion is only a religion if there's multiple people who agree on it, and if it has like agreed upon tenets, right? And then everybody mm-hmm. has to. Adhere to those tenets and perform them in some way. But I think when it becomes a religion is when it's big enough that you need to try to convert other people.
0: Yes, that's you know when what I mean? think. We that's when that's where I think like the the idea of event. I guess evangelizing is that what the word is. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, evangelizing evangel, whatever. Evangelizing um some I don't think that is part of what my definition of religion is, and this religion of definition or this definition of religion is, is a working definition, obviously. But um I just think that a religion is whatever sings truest to your soul. Um yeah it doesn't necessarily have to mean i go to church every sunday or i read this particular holy book or i wear this particular symbol around my neck um i don't think it it pertains to any of that it's just whatever speaks truest to your soul is your religion and um i would also agree with the both of you that um i view the world as my religion magic and all that all those spaces mm-hmm. in between um I very much love the gray areas in between yeah. spaces in the world, uh, which is where I think that kind of, Sophia, when you were talking about, like, uh, like take out your piercing and roll up your sleeves and show your tattoos, I, I feel like I could hear, like, almost every queer person on the planet, like, Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Because um, mm-hmm, a lot mm-hmm. of times, like just that, that aesthetic is associated with queer people, um, but it almost felt like. It almost felt like you were a little bit of like a preacher, you know what I mean? Like to all to all (laughs) the queers, all the queers of the world, hear this now.
1: (laughs) Preaching Um, that gay witchcraft sermon. (laughs) Exactly, it's uh, it's really what it
0: sounded like, and I could I've really felt like I don't know I felt something there. I felt like uh, every every queer witch on the planet was like, "Mm mm-hmm, yep, and the prophet has arrived.
1: (laughs) I'm no prophet. (laughs) I'm just like anybody else. I'm just, uh, I'm just a hard-boiled queer who <laughs> didn't manage to end up with the septum piercing or tattoos, but I did have my nipples pierced at one point. That's that's too. another side point.
0: I did too. Back in uh, my really? you, yes, I did. <laughs> that's a story for another time, my dear. The um. <laughs>
1: podcast took a weird turn. <laughs>
0: Which is betwixt after dark. It's this podcast, April Fools. Um, <laughs> I think it's it's healthy to mix in some humor when you talk about such a a, a loaded, heavy topic as religion, because sometimes little, things, uh, yeah. yeah things can get dicey when you talk about religion. That is for damn sure. And
1: um, I don't want to tell anyone like their re- that they shouldn't have their religion. Like if it's if it's powerful for you, fucking take it up and use it, right? Like yeah, I'm not here yeah. to tell anyone don't believe anything. Um just don't push your shit on nobody else. I think that's just like a really important line for me because I've had that crossed a lot with me. And it's mm-hmm. a very strong sticking point that I don't really tolerate people doing with me. And, like, I feel like if we all just had that mutual respect for, like, if someone's curious and they approach you, yeah, share that information with them. Don't go up to people and, like, tell them you're going to hell. Like, the people who go to the pride parades, you know what I mean? And they're – God hates hates you. And, like, they're just bringing hate and and just – the the most negative energy they can muster to you and it's all for the sake of religion so like yeah. religion can be the most empowering and uplifting thing and it can help you find love and community and connection just don't let it be the kind of religion that makes you hate different people or like make you think that people who don't believe what you believe are wrong because i think we have to have space for each other's humanity and we have to understand that none of us know what's going on none of us even experience the the universe the same i keep s- telling people like i'm i'm colorblind i have red green pigmentation deficiency i don't see stuff the way other people do and mm-hmm. like it's it's weird we literally don't see the same physical world you and i just because of like a difference of a rod cone balance in my eyes mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. little things like that and and like what we 're all experiencing is so subjective that we need to have respect for other people's experiences, and that yeah. includes not traveling over them and not talking over them. We all need to be able to share together, you know and i I think if that's the type of attitude that we approach with religion, it's a fucking phenomenal gift to the world. where it becomes a problem is when it divides us you know
2: yes, yes, exactly.
0: I was thinking a lot about um, the realm of legally recognized religions, right? Um, In certain countries, that isn't an option, you know, of where you live. I don't even think – I think there are some countries that other religions just aren't recognized at all. Like, everyone is – one particular religion or there's a very very or it's a very very vast uh majority. Canada
1: lets you ideas of pagan in fact um i've gone to take off my my silver pentagram for like flights or photos and they've told me no you don't need to take that off and it's just like Wow. Wow, thank you. And I I, that it feels really fucking good. And I've seen like census forms where I can fill out pagan and like sure it's not like me writing I'm a fucking witch, bitch, on the forms. But like really it's really great and refreshing to at least see them like branching out a little bit and having like not treating people who are like pagans or Wiccan or like witches like they're crazy, you know, and actually like giving them space in society. I think we're, like, really at the start of an age where, like, it's, like, honestly, we're the dawning of the queer witch, if you think about it, because, Mm. like, queer people are on the rise, and we're getting more power in society, and we're doing better for ourselves as communities progressively, continually. Same thing for witches, and, like, you can finally be out about being a witch and not get fired for it in a lot of places, and, like, there's acceptance kind of brewing, and, like, the space for the queer witch is really quickly approaching and i feel like Mm -hmm. i feel like it's really something special to be able to occupy that space you know
0: i agree because so i i think about in um so i don't know if pagan is a legally recognized religion in the united states i'm not sure but i know that wiccan is Mm -hmm. um and sometimes i think i've seen them like. Pagan slash Wiccan is kind of how they like categorize it uh, from a legal standpoint.
2: So I found that quote I was looking for earlier. Uh, And like I said, this is from uh, Matt Warren from his new upcoming book called Psychic Witch, A Metaphysical Guide to Meditation, Magic, and Manifestation. And it says this, Witchcraft is not inherently a religion, though it can be for some. Witchcraft is more of a spirituality, or rather how one relates to the world of spirit and that's going to be unique and individual for each witch hmm.
1: yeah i would agree with that except i fuck with the spirit world very little it fucks with me a lot but like man i agree with it pretty much though It's pretty spot on Uh, It seems like
0: Matt Oren's work is really focused on the realm of spirits and, like, in spirit work. I mean, hence he's writing a book about, you know, being a psychic witch. But, like, sometimes I can't vibe with that because I don't have that attunement. And it's interesting because we all say that, you know, we all have pretty much said witchcraft is our religion, magic is our religion, you know, life and, and, like, the life experience is our religion. Um, But for me like Scott interprets that way differently than I do because I don't have that that psychic attunement and it's like you said Sophia like I don't fuck with the spirit world like that you know um even though I that is all encompassing to. right but even though like the spirit world and all of these workings are all encompassing of of what witchcraft is mm-hmm. um but it's very interesting that we all experience it through different lenses and our different attunements to that
1: yeah and it's interesting, too, because, like, if I may, we have, we're kind of a spectrum here. Scott's like, ooh, I have this connection, and I love it. I'm like, I have this connection, and Jesus, fuck, it's been, a, a, like, a, a lot to deal with. And I'm right. not sure i want it all the time. And Jay's like, that sounds nice. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, you know, it's it's funny because... I think about this sometimes and this it's kind of like bringing this up a little bit, but I think too, within witchcraft, I think one of the beauties of of magic is that uh, we get to celebrate um, difference even within the practice, you know, uh, for a really long time, it was believed that not everyone maybe had the the power to do everything. Right. Um, You didn't always go to the same. There were times where different cunning people were better at different things, you know, in Europe. Uh, Some people were better at like love charms and, and, you know, making uh, healing salves and, and love potions, whereas others were maybe good at baleful work and putting curses on your, you know, the, the, the you know, the the whoever your neighbor <laughs> or the the cattle and stuff. Um, so who knows? Maybe not everyone's meant for everything. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's just I don't know. I don't know. Just making. I'm sorry. I'm rambling and thinking.
1: No, it's fine. That's, that's that's what this episode is The point of the fucking for. show. That's the point of the fucking yeah. Show. I didn't
2: expect <laughs> this episode to be
0: very straightforward at all. This is definitely a a, a ramble about the uh, the inner workings of the universe and the human mind kind of episode. <laughs> that's for damn sure. I didn't expect this to be linear.
1: Cobb, we can't even really take it off the off the deep end. What do y'all think's gonna happen after we die, huh? How about that shit? You know what? I
0: have. <sighs> You know how, okay, so when you think about religion, there's usually some sort of, I don't know, um, thought of afterlife, maybe. Right? Mm -hmm. It's usually associated with uh, topics of religion. I am actually incredibly afraid of dying. And that's not a typical uh, thing that you find from from a witchcraft practitioner. Um, I feel like a lot of a lot of witches that I know tend to embrace the idea of death in the afterlife. I mean, you know, I'm not saying that they want to die or anything, but I feel like a lot of people that I know that practice witchcraft they also deal with death and they, you know, they talk with spirits and they, they hang very close to that to that realm. Um, but I am actually incredibly afraid of dying because of the question that you asked, Sophia, is well what happens after we die and i think i want to i want to still live in this world i want to see what happens i want to see if we can save the planet or if it'll be destroyed and i think it would be tragically beautiful to see the planet destroyed and also incredibly uplifting to see it saved and it really really bothers me when I dig down to the root of that to know that I will never know that I will never have that experience of knowing what happens with humanity what happens to us and that's how broad I think because my only experience that I can relate to is my human experience and when that's over I have no idea what happens next
2: that's so weird. Cause it, it's so strange for me. Cause like, I mean, I totally hear you. Um, mm. I honestly, I don't, I don't see it that way. It's weird. I mean, I get what you're saying and I think that mm-hmm. it's really profound. Firstly, I do want to say it's really profound and it definitely makes me think, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually kind of confronting in a good way. I actually enjoy that, this feeling, um, mm. But, I think it's because everything that I've been through in my life, as far as the growing up spooky, um, I think I'm just, like, really confident in the fact that, like, uh, how do I put this?
0: I just, That we have some sort of agency afterwards?
2: Yeah, yeah, like... You know, like, I, I guess it's kind of like, I, especially for, like, mystics and spiritualists and witches and healers, There, there's a thing about, like, ascension through dedication and practice and meditation and ritual, and, you know, I just think it's, like, it's a journey and it's a doorway into something else, but I, I tend to think that I don't know if there is much of a, uh, you know, like a lot of people talk about, you know, like like heaven up above us or something, and I, I'm not really mm-hmm. – I believe in other dimensions. Like I believe in like hell-type dimensions and heaven-like dimensions. So I don't know that they're for people. Um, I think for me, the way I've always experienced it, like even when – for instance, like when I go um, – when I go to to Old City, Philadelphia, and I'm out there at night, um, it comes to life in a, in a ghostly way. Like I can see these place memories, um, you know. And and it's funny because I, I I'm a firm believer in um the triple soul, right? Like I, I believe that we have like three uh, distinct spirit bodies that kind of um uh, you know like the they're kind of just, like, one dissipates, one becomes a ghost, and one ascends. Um, uh, they have, like, distinct names, but that's the easy just Oh, death.
1: that, um, Chaya Nefesh, and there I forget the third one. They're, oh, like, they're originally a concept from Kabbalah, and they actually, if you look at one of the Golden Dawn diagrams of the Tree of Life, it'll have the areas of the tree that those a- parts of the soul encompass.
2: Believe it or not, um, it actually, uh, even older than the Golden Dawn, Um, shamanic Um, traditions have held onto ideas of more than one soul body.
1: I was only referencing the Golden Dawn for their layout of the 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 Kabbalistic tree of life because that tradition far predates the Golden Dawn anyways too. Right. But you're right, it right. is right. part of shamanism. It's all like different language to explain the same thing, right? They oh, just no, mapped no. it out on like a space that people could look at. But you're you're correct. I totally get you. No, long I just don't sound like I'm like trying to contest that.
2: No, no, no. I, I what I, I was just what I was just trying to say was um I love because I love like when I love how like cultures and traditions how they how like I love how it expands certain things expand through time and I love to I love it when that happens like I love to see how history grows through time in that way Mm -hmm. um I I guess I see the spirit world as like dying and waking up um the only problem is, is you know, the only thing that I don't know is, do I remember? Because the part of my spirit or soul or what have you, um, my consciousness, you know, do I maintain the consciousness of Scott or, you know, and I mean, that leads to a lot of questions, but I do have this perception of something else happens, you know, like, the, the the kind of and I will say this the process of exactly how it happens I don't think the living are privy to I've never seen any mystic kind of really delve too much into the moment of death and the process and the transition of death only kind of you die and this is how you navigate the afterlife because we have two texts on that we have the Egyptian Book of the Dead and the Tibetan Book of the Dead um, mm. Which of those function as kind of what happens after the the, the quote-unquote the gates right but how what is the process of between you dying and whatever um so i mean that part remains a mystery and i think that that's that is a, a holy uh, communion um if you will a holy moment between you and your divinity however you see that um or the divine or, or the spiritual Um, And I don't think it's meant for the living. I guess I just see it as dying and waking up, kind of almost beside yourself somewhere else, maybe? I don't know. I just kind of see it like you wake up again, and it's different.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Um, I would like to state something. I looked up the Tree of Life. Um, It's actually five uh, in the system. It's Nefesh, Ruach, Chaya, Neshamach, and Jediach. I'm probably mm-hmm. saying those wrong. Um so I was wrong with my information before. Just wanna say so make sure to check your sources and cite your sources because your memory isn't always right. <laughs> Fact <laughs> check. Um I could jump into what I think about life after death and all that. Um I might get a little down the rabbit hole here if y'all allow me. Yeah,
2: um, go for yeah, it. Go for it i don't
1: necessarily identify as this person who i am right now i mentioned before that like i'm an experience right and um i really truly feel that i'm like just a center of consciousness experiencing this life of Sophia, and all of these things that have happened to me to form who i am to shape who i am my beliefs, um, my traumas, my joys, they're part of this person, but I'm not her. I'm living her life. I'm the awareness driving it, but it's not me at the end of the life, you know? And it's like, I feel... Because like I've had some very intense experiences from like being out of my body and I have a lot of very closely held beliefs about death because um i've I've been very close to death all my life like I almost died when I was five and i've I've come so close to so many things that I can't remember it all most of the time and uh I'm okay with that it's just when it happens it happens and it hasn't happened yet. And that's cool. And I'd like to go on as long as I can go. But at the same time, I am afraid. Because, like, what Jay said about being afraid of death, I'm going to be really honest as someone who's been close to death. Anybody who says outwards that they're not afraid of death isn't facing their own death.
2: Because it's terrifying.
1: It's terrifying to think about never seeing the people you care about again, potentially. Right? Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of weight behind it. That's why we bury it in the recesses of our mind. And I feel like a lot of my practice in my life and in my craft has had to be confronting my mortality because it's always been so prevalent. It's always been a fight to survive, you know. So mm-hmm. I understand that we all go at some point but I know that it doesn't end there. It can't. There's no fucking way. Look at everything the universe tells us. That the, the, that every season that we die, just like look at winter, everything shuts down, but it comes back and you come back, I believe. And like, I'm going to go on and it, the essence of who I am as the observer will uh-huh. will play a different role each time. And that's like Scott said, the soul that dissipates, right? Like, but I'm the one who drives it. I'm the awareness. I'm here whether or not I'm checked out uh, as, as much as I can be or whether I'm engaged with it. But that's it. And if I really wanted, here's where it gets a little more tinfoily. I feel like if I didn't want to be incarnated, I wouldn't have to. But I really like it. And I like the experience of being here and having a story and adventure and love and conflict and like growth, all of these things, they're they're so monumental. And I've I've like developed so much as a person that like I, I feel like I I want to keep experiencing life no matter what. And even if you could ascend to some higher realm, because I know a lot of people talk about that sometimes. I feel like the real gift is being able to just always be here and always be doing something new and never have it yeah. get fucking old, you know? Mm-hmm. Think about it. You, if if you really do come back each time, imagine how wonderful it is to not carry the trauma of every life you've ever lived. Um yeah. but but be able to have like that growth behind you, you know? Like I feel like that's what it's gotta be. That's what everything that I've experienced tells me that it should be and mm-hmm that's kind of where I'm at with it and that's my real closely held personal beliefs about like the universe and like I could be not just people like it's the, the infinite is infinite my friends you could live on yeah. any fucking planet and imaginable right like I, if I really wanted to break it down further than that I could but I don't want to get like fucking way too far down the rabbit hole that you can't come back you know <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: but, I yeah, think um... I, you are the primordial awareness of the universe experiencing itself and have a good time with it. You are the land you walk upon. You are the fucking trees. You are the birds and the bees. And this is, of course, my belief. I'm not going to say that's right for everybody, but that's me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I
2: would say that inter- like the, the illusion of separateness is, is pretty widespread, I think. Yeah. Honestly. I think we that's all right. understand that everything is one thing. I am you. You are me.
1: That's you know. why I'm like I don't really identify as Sophia. Yeah, I'm playing her right now and it's a fucking great great time as as dramatic and fucking hard as it's been. It's it's definitely like playing a video game on hard mode, but it's I enjoy that shit and I do that IRL, so like fuck. <laughs> you know?
2: <sighs>
1: yeah. I I yeah.
2: I mean, I get it. I think I I really I just really like Scott. So I think I I identify with, I think I identify with everything that I want to do and everything that I have yet to accomplish. And I think I I just, I really like who I want to be. And I guess who I am too. I mean, like, I'm not perfect. I do things. I do stupid things, you know, I mess up things. Nobody is. But like, all all the parts, like, of me that I really enjoy, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know
1: it's fun being you while you're you because nobody's going to appreciate it like you will. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Like you couldn't appreciate me from an outside perspective. Like I really could from having like been through everything, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's why the illusion of separateness kind of has like an importance to it. Right. You have to have that sense of self to really understand the depth of individuality that can come with just one person, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, did we get did we get to to spinfoil? No, don't think
0: so. I I think we're okay. Um I kind of expected a talk on religion to get probably deeper um than maybe we intended in the first place. And that's fine. That's completely fine. Because like I said earlier, religion is a man made construct Um, And so we have the ability to change what it means to us, to the individual. I don't think that it's a a one broad definition across the board. And so all of the unique um, experiences that accompany one's religion um, are valid to talk about. And I think what we're talking about is maybe something a bit... I don't even want to call it abstract, because it's actually, I think, the least abstract that you can talk about, because we're just talking about the human experience and being human and possibly getting to live another life as a human, you know, on this planet. Um, uh, For me, it gets a little—I never, I never shied away from religion, because I think when I was originally on my— on my witchcraft path, I didn't know that I was looking for witchcraft. I, all I knew is I was looking for a different religion because I didn't um, vibe with the one that was assigned to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to put that was assigned to, me, and I like to say like it was assigned to me, just like you know how people say like, like your oh gender. I it's assigned, yeah, like your gender, <laughs> like your gender is assigned to you. It's like when you're born, you're assigned a faith oh or God. no faith I at all, depending
1: happen at birth, but it sounds like all assigned cop at birth, which is wait, no, but it's all cops are bastards too. Maybe that's what I'm meant to do with my life.
0: <laughs> right? But yeah, just, you know, you're you're assigned uh you know, people always say, Oh, you're a you know, you're assigned a gender at birth and that and that sets you on a particular path or a particular set of um expectations. And then but then you're also assigned a religion at birth, essentially. Um some people are not, and that's great. And some people, I, I'm even going to say that even if you are a practicing witch, if you attempt to assign your kid the religion of witchcraft at birth, what are you even doing? You uh, know,
1: religion is just like gender. It's a sign yeah. for at birth and we don't get a chance to choose and those of us I was going to say you said people who don't didn't like have a religion designated for them I was about to say lucky bastards but it also reminds me uh-huh. of like kids you, you get to grow up and choose their gender without any pressure whatsoever and it's like they're the exact same thing they're a social construct defined to narrow and constrict human behavior into a very defined spectrum that benefits the ruling class sorry
0: yeah no, that makes sense. And I think actually the way I say it, religion is the same as gender. Um, I do see actually religion on a spectrum because there's different types of, not just different types of religions like Judaism, Christianity and stuff like that, but I'm saying there's different types of religion, Um, you know, some that are more ecstatic, some that are more very text heavy, some that are um, very much into celebrations and, and big families and things like that. So, yeah, religion, just like gender, is a spectrum and we're all assigned one at birth and we're not assigned one. And we have to make do with those things that we are assigned and then go forth into life and figure it out. Because I just I I really think that religion is something that you that finds you, something that you are drawn to, something that makes its way into your life. um, And intrinsically becomes one with you because that is your core moral being uh just like gender i don't think that people like it's really painted this way that people wake up one day and they say oh i'm i'm trans or i'm non-binary or i'm a girl now i'm a boy now i'm both i'm neither and people really make it seem that way like we just wake up and we're like oh yep i'm this today so fuck off everyone else um they don't really they don't understand the nuances they don't understand the journey the emotions the the everything that's behind that realization behind that declaration and i think the same is true of religion yeah when
1: um, you pick it, it for a whole yourself it's path. a very strong experience
0: yeah it's much different than when it's given to you or assigned to you i remember going to ccd and i was like i don't i don't understand it was more than just like i don't understand why i have to go to school on sunday for a couple hours it was i don't understand what they're talking about because and, and it also is it, okay. it, it kind of paints this idea of religion as something you have to do like go to school like everyone has to go to school well everyone has to go to religion school too and and why do catholics
1: the, make religion feel like school
0: Yeah, and that's what it is. It felt like school. We had our workbooks, you know, color, color the Jesus and, you know, and write three, what are the first three miracles that God did or whatever the case is. I remember those workbooks and I was like, this is so lame because it's just school. And I liked school. Like, that's the thing is I liked school. I liked reading. I liked writing. I liked, you know, doing a project and being proud of what I did. But I was just like, why does God have to be school? Shouldn't God be something that you experience? Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. and I was feeling these feelings at eight years old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, in but yeah, I, in, I didn't have the language to really articulate that. So I mm-hmm. just said, Mom, I don't want to go to Sunday school anymore, and I don't believe in God. And she was kind of like, well, you know, I can't I can't force this. I can't force this out of you, you know, like whatever, yeah. because I wasn't even going to Catholic school anyway. So I was going to public school. So like, you know, fuck it at that point. She was like, OK, fine. You know, no big deal. You do your thing. And I was just largely like, I don't know, kind of atheistic for the longest time. I was just like, oh, God's not real. And anyone who follows religion is lame. And, you know, I was kind of like a, I was hurt. I guess I was hurt by religion and also bored by it at the same time. And then I just realized that the more I, I, as I grew up, I found more beauty in religion. I was a little jealous of some of my friends that are like, oh, me and my youth group, we did X, Y, Z. I went on a retreat this weekend. Um, it was really great. Or I had this, you know, I made my communion, and there was a big party, and everyone was happy for me, and I was kind of like, hmm, well, I kind of miss those parts, like that that community, community. family feeling, Mm -hmm. and that's, and I think that's what set me down my path toward uh, Wicca, is I was actually looking for religion, and I found that in Wicca, and I have since moved on from all of the the dogma kind of surrounding Wicca, but I've definitely um, moved into, like, the religion of witchcraft, the religion of the human experience. In terms of if someone asked me, like, what is your religion, and if they were just being very, like, neutral about it, like, please write down your religion, I would likely just mark off the pagan Wiccan box because that's just... That's just the best, Same. yeah, legal kind of way to, to 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 categorize me, but I don't really give a fuck what the government thinks of my religion or what some poll thinks or whatever the case is. Um, I think that's enough of a statement for me to be like, I am this. Um, Hold up, though, because I to feel know. like
1: that begs the question: What does it mean to be pagan? Because um, pagan is a very broad label. And if we think yeah. of it as an inclusive term, just like queer, it can be very powerful.
2: It's actually really funny because pagan and queer have the same history. Both yeah. derogatory terms reclaimed by the people practicing. or you know, like You get what I'm getting at here. Yep. <laughs> like pagan was a derogatory term. It wasn't actually something that people called themselves. It was used. Right. It was used because uh, uh, pagans were um, the 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 lowly peasants, the town people. You know, they were the dirty. You know, they, their their clothes were never up to date. They were never up to date on the highest fashion, or they weren't able to have a lot. And many of those people, uh, believe it or not, weren't converted right away. People didn't uh, yeah. care right away, so many of them were pagan longer. So all of a sudden, during that conversion era, before the violence started, before the Inquisition and all that, uh, you know, it was just more of a class thing. Like, you, when you, if you were a Christian, generally you were rich.
1: <laughs> and there was mm-hmm. also a lot of parallels drawn between pagans and um, barbarians, like that pagans were uncultured and uncivilized, and uh, just like that kind of very much lower looking down your nose at them sort of demeanor. And it's it's really interesting because we have like, that's what I was saying, the time of the queer witch, right? Because like queer pagan, those are two very powerful things to be because it allows you to be so free with your expression of yourself without needing to really define yourself down beyond points that you want to, you know? And I think like, that's amazing so much of our society up until this point has had us just thinking in like such small boxes or such small binaries and to be able to say that i'm queer and not like put a limit on what your experience might be or to be like pagan or to say i'm an experience like we're really it it's it's like that freedom that we talked about earlier and it's beautiful and it's like that space in between you know like which is the text No, it's like plugging the fucking podcast in the podcast, but it's really something <laughs> special.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 I truly believe that it is sacred.
0: And I think for some people, I guess, I guess some people have really different Um, experiences with religion, because I know people that are like, oh, I'm religious, but, and you know, it's like, oh, God, you know, like, I fall asleep in church, and it's like, okay, well, you're so religious, but why are you falling asleep in church, you know? Like, oh, well, it's boring. I'm like, well, is it really doing what it needs to do for you? And then, you know, sometimes that devolves into a fucking ridiculous argument, but it really begs the question of, if what you were doing... Is not if you if what you were doing as a a spiritual or religious practice is not fulfilling you if it's boring you if it's this it's if it's not giving you that sense of fulfillment then is it really your religion? It yeah. may be a religion that you're it's trying out. Action. Yeah, I I think maybe we need to stop thinking of religion as something that one is assigned to you or is religion isn't necessarily just. The thing that you're doing at the moment, like if you're reading up on Buddhism, that doesn't necessarily make you a, a Buddhist. If you're trying different meditations, uh, that doesn't necessarily, you know, like make you a Buddhist or Hindu or whatever the hell you're pursuing. It just means that you are you're exploring, you're interested. But if if doing those particular practices particularly resonate with you then I would say that you're well on your way to either that is your religion or you're you're well on your way to really digging into and finding out what your religion is. And I think that's yeah. that's the experience. It's religion, I don't think it's really assigned to you. I think you figure it out what it is as you go.
2: You know, it's... it's but also, it's,
1: like, there are people whose religions are tied to their cultures who are born into it. Um, I think there are, like, plenty of people who are content with that too as well, you know?
0: right but that's what i'm saying if it resonates with you if it speaks to yeah. your soul that's what i'm saying yeah. like but and there are plenty of people who are born into these cultures that uh, you know who are very religious cultures and they're like no this is not who i am that's this is right. not that's absolutely what true i too. feel yeah. Yeah. um i actually finally took the i've been saying this for so long that i want to find out my ancestry and i realized that ancestry.com had this um sale i guess for like the holidays or whatever um so i got it i got the kit finally and i'm so curious to figure out what the hell my my ancestry is because i feel I like it's like i said earlier like i haven't really dialed in what exactly um what exactly is my religion right now like i, I would say that it is witchcraft it is the human experience but i'd like to know particularly which culture of, of humanity that i'm from and i feel like I'm once i find on being that, Scottish. Do you think so
1: i I just I got a hunch
0: I think i I think it's like a Celtic kind of background uh-huh. um but I have a hunch there might be Nordic in me somewhere I don't know yeah. I'm not sure
1: what would make sense is like nordic scotsman i I could see that,
0: yeah, I don't know uh, and a lot of us don't know who are you know who are biological fathers are and whatnot in the family so um yeah i figured this was the best way to at least figure out where the hell in the world that i come from and i think that's uh like you were saying like that's a big part of religion too is that culture and and where it comes from uh and i think it's beautiful when you can be born into the religion that suits you i think that is wonderful
1: yeah it's incredible Mm -hmm.
0: um it's almost like how some some trans people say you know like to like, I don't think anyone particularly asks to be born trans in, in a way. No one really says, hey, um, if you could uh, make me trans, that'd be great. Um, you know, I, I really want to real. go through this.
1: If I could pick to be trans my next life, I would, because I'm a stubborn bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I am completely 50-50 on that. I have not really solidified my opinion on whether I'd want to be born uh, maybe I wouldn't want to be born trans, but I still think I would very much enjoy being queer.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Because I, I can't imagine fitting into like a cishet kind of binary. I find it very boring when I think about this. Like, that's a whole other topic. Um, <laughs> But actually, you know what? on that topic of what i was saying about how we are we are, we can reinvent religion the word religion and what it means to us and how sophia was saying we're in the age of the queer witch because if even if we look at i guess this modern revival of witchcraft which was all centered around um you know occultism and of like the 60s 70s uh and wicca and the rise of wicca so that's the modern revival of witchcraft right now that's where a lot of our material comes from that's where we draw a lot of our inspiration when this came out it was very very gender binaried it was god goddess male female man woman you know mm-hmm. all of these things and you know flash forward like i'm really bad at math what is it 15 how many years since the 60s, 70s? <laughs> I can't remember. Oh, um, I'm, I'm 50,
1: super bad at 50? No, okay, hold on. If it's the 70s, it's
0: 50 yeah. years. 50 years, okay. So it's really, I think it was mostly the 70s that, like, Wicca and the New Age movement and all that kind of really um, got super popular. So, yeah, you figure in 50 years, I think we have, de- like, we've, we've deconstructed the gender binary that exists in um, these... Modern witchcraft practices like we're all we've already modernized modern witchcraft. We've already evolved it, um, especially from a queer witch perspective. So we're really it, it, I, I would agree with you I think this really is the age of the queer witch because we're redefining what it is to be a witch yet again. We're redefining what all of these energies are that we've been working with yet again. Um, and I think witchcraft, if you look at it as a religion, yeah, that could be valid. Um, but I think it's maybe just more of just like an evolving experience that you could just kind of tap into.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like an evolving
0: entity.
2: You know, and it's another thing, too. And it's, I mean, on an aesthetic level, if I may. Um, mm. Even if you look at the spirits now, like before, like you said, God and goddess, they were very human-looking human, human looking, uh, in many situations, not every situation, but popular circles, you know, it was a very human-looking uh, male god and a, a very human-looking male goddess, and now it, we're coming into this um, uh, unhumanizing our gods in some ways, right? We're, we're the, uh, you know uh, some some deities now, you know that you can find, although it's a primitive deity, but um, a white dress with a, a, a wheat, a, 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 like wheat, like growing, like for hands and a head, and uh, mm. holding a sickle. You know, um, it's a form of a, of a you know a goddess for the like Maybon fall season, you know, uh, some, some spirits, you know, the rabbit heads is folk horror kind of, uh, uh, Balibuj. I think I, I might be butchering the name, sorry, Welsh viewers, if there is any, um, but it's a, a, a spirit, um, from the Welsh tradition who has a, a horse's skull as a head. Um, mm-hmm. and that's another seasonal spirit, um, that kind of appears throughout for the four seasons. Um, I mean, like, even the spirits are beginning to become queer, uh, just using that word in a different uh, way, but I guess similar, right?
0: I would be careful saying, like, become queer or starting to become queer, because I think that can be the same argument that people have against queer people, like, oh, everyone's queer now, everyone's doing it, everyone's trans, everyone's gay. I think it's it's... that um, we feel more comfortable being visible, and I think those spirits and deities and entities also feel more comfortable being visible
1: hmm. so like i was talking about how like literally our um our hardware for our body defines how we interact with the world right like my color blindness but there's also our software like our beliefs and our understandings and like I get the feeling that when we as a people in a society start to understand the queerness within ourselves more, we're, we're going to see it in everything else that it already was there in. I wouldn't say that it became queer so much as that our understanding of ourselves grew enough to encompass the concept of queer and suddenly saw it.
2: I would say that, I mean, that's pretty much, that's what I meant. I mean, you know, I used the word become because becoming, yeah. they're always continuously becoming anyway. But, yeah. um,
1: Don't mind I, me, I'm just trying to be a poet about it.
2: I mean, but me too, right? I mean, I always yeah. perceive becoming as a state of, of, of existence anyway. Uh, and for the spirits, what I mean by becoming, as in, in certain invocations, uh, you can find, you know, appear to me in a form... That which is appeasing to mine eye, right? That is a line that you can find in, in uh, invocations. Um, and now it just seems like people are really embracing this kind of uh uh these these inhuman looking entities as spirits. And I feel uh like you both are saying, it kind of was an opportunity for them to show these um these queer faces.
1: Yeah
0: or show themselves in their true form. Like maybe we've yeah. been experiencing them for a long time um you know through uh, a hu- a humanoid mask or costume. Um, and it's funny
2: because I mean many of these spirits are really old, right? So like there is this this connotation that there was once people like ourselves who had no problem with these spirits and then it kind of something happened, right? And then well, was-
0: I would say it was probably the rise of like Abrahamic religions because <laughs> God was human. Jesus, yeah, like you know, God. The more that gods were, you know, humanoid or humans, you know, mm-hmm. the more that it, you you get away from that animistic perspective. You get away from from all of that. You just And I I think that was kind of humanity's, I don't want to say undoing, but maybe to their detriment, to view their gods as more human and not as um, otherworldly, perhaps. Um, Yeah. Because then it provides a very human-centered view of the universe. Like, we're the shit, and no one else can fuck with us, you know? Like, even our gods are just humans with extra abilities,
1: I have a weirdly different feeling of gods that like, they're not greater than me per se. And I wouldn't say that there's something like foreign to the human experience because every God that we relate to is only something that we can conceptualize as a human to draw a form for. Right. So like Mm -hmm. there is an innately um, human characteristic of every single deity and archetype that we can think of because even the most extreme and out there abstract concepts are the reaches of what we can conceptualize and they're ways for us to give forms to things that we understand is greater than ourselves. And the gods are like an in-between point for that, you know? So I would say that gods are definitely like tied to humans like that but not necessarily like primordial forces like like gravity you know like we were talking about laws of the universe earlier right so mm-hmm. I I think like there's a difference between primordial forces and like gods that we've created and interacted with that can like interact with our own thought sphere and world place you know
2: hmm that's and really interesting
1: I think that they're a part of us and we're a part of them. And like anything that's like greater and beyond that is like an archetype or a Titan, you know, it's like a concept an abstract, the primordial force that holds up the universe in place. Right. Like say the concept of, of time, linear time that allows us to go through space and life, right? You can't really—I mean, you could want to fight it, but it isn't necessarily something that's harmful, and it's something that we all experience. So therefore, it's like an, a titan; it's a set force, right? And like agriculture is something that we've conceptualized for ourselves, right? Same thing with like say the hearth, like Hestia. All of these are like concepts that we tie to our worlds and our aggregates of human information, and they're all parts of ourselves we create each other together and they are just as real as we are you know because we have that creative power yeah magic fucking works and you can make gods just like you can make spells right so like imagine what having like a whole culture of people believing in a god and worshiping it does to create that right like there's a lot of power in in that in those techniques and i feel like we enrich each other and and I don't think that they're necessarily greater than us or we're lesser than them
0: it's funny I think the more I like delve into spirituality and, and religion the the more I move away from the idea of gods I kind of just want to put it out there I don't think that um to say that you practice a religion you have to believe in a god specifically god and or gods I don't think that I don't think that gods play a part in religion. I think that sometimes they can just be an like an accessory to them, mostly because my view of gods, um, like how Scott used to, or how Scott kind of calls it, is like I'm a soft polytheist. Like I believe in this, you know, one uh, divine entity, male entity, or divine female entity. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and then all of the gods, like. Oh, um, you know, Hekate, Kernunos, you know, like, they're all just, um, you know, facets spirit. or aspects of that one en- energy. And now I've really deconstructed it even further. I just think that there are just, I've always believed in one particular cosmic glue or cosmic energy that keeps everything together, regardless of my views on gods. Um, but I... Don't really necessarily feel the presence of gods and maybe just the presences of entities, like an right. entity of love, an entity of anger, an entity of depression and sadness, or you know just kind of like these these concepts these these concepts, these feelings, these emotions, these very human elements um but not named and I don't know if there is necessarily... I don't know if I would necessarily call them gods. I think I would just call them humanity. Like humanity broken down into elements, you know? Uh,
2: if, yeah, if I could just to say, Jay, I, you were... Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, mm. I mean, it's, I feel, I mean, I see it differently, but I know exactly what you're talking about. In particular, I think one of the biggest reasons why in the beginning when I was asked about, you know, religion, right? It's because I don't know that I do believe in gods exactly. That word is like a really weird word for me.
0: It carries a lot of weight
2: that, to me. Yeah, I actually, much like a couple friends of mine, know gods, just spirits. Um, mm. I think Hakate, Nick Nevin, um, much the same as, I want some d from voodoo, like the way that voodoo sees their spirits, and you know, uh, like they're not gods, they're spirits. And I think that that's the same thing for, um, because I actually had a, uh, a a a oh my god, she was a, a voodoo priestess, a uh oh a sagway, I forget the proper anyway. Um, she once said, "And your pagan spirits." And when she said that to me, and this was years ago, but when she said that to me, something clicked. And I didn't know then, but I know now. I I just, I think that's what I said earlier, too. I said I'm a bit of a pantheist. I don't think that it's necessarily like a male-female energy. I think there's like a amorphic energy that encompasses all that could be, right? Like everything that is exists within that thing. So it is yes. both male and female, both not, and is both, you know... Both light and dark, both left and right, both up and down. You know, like it, yeah, it, it,
0: I think there's one one energy out there that is beyond human comprehension. You know, right. I think it's and just think, beyond our ability to.
2: And then everything else, I think, is spirits. Um, I think that uh, you know, like the fae, and and uh, the loa, and the pagan deities, and and all the other uh, the, like the Shinto kami. But uh, believe it or not, Shinto kami is 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 uh, Japanese already have, like, a name for this, and it's called Kami. Kami think it just means God, and that's not what that word means either. Um, Mm. Um, Mm K-A-M-I. It it literally means what we're saying. Like, to them, even a powerful human spirit who stays behind and and grows through worship and things like that, even they can become, like, a land deity, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of why religion is so difficult for me, because I don't think I believe in uh, believe in God uh, or gods in that in that way, right? I don't get me wrong. I do believe that these spirits can like you know I I don't believe that I'm above them necessarily. I do believe that like they, they can kick my butt, but at the same time, I also think that uh, if you have to, you can quell an angry spirit. You know what I mean? You can. Um, you can uh you can even ascend an angry spirit there are there are many rituals to ascend a hostile spirit so i think that i think that
0: what i think for me the best way for me to conceptualize it is that spirits are magic humans work with magic Hmm. like
1: spirits
0: are magical in nature they are composed of the other the sacred other they are composed of that gray space in between they are between they are com- they are created from the between um from the betwixt, when you say you
1: that immediately i'm like but i am too that's what i want to say
0: yeah i mean like i, I mean this is just kind of like my take on it um but I kind of view it as like those spirits are, they're, they're in between those worlds, but mm-hmm. us in being living, um, living, but because we bodies, possess, we, we utilize the space.
2: Physical matter. I think that's yeah. why. I think because we possess physical matter, I mm-hmm. think that that's, that's kind of what makes us different. They're capable, the yeah. spirits are capable of different things than what we are in our physical body, at least easily without years and years of, dedication and training you know like there are many too yeah. who, who have experiences you know doing wondrous works and things but for the average people it's more difficult which is the only reason why I think in some aspects I give I give the spirits respect because I do think that they you know they have a certain power a certain wisdom a certain knowledge that I do not possess
0: uh, as of I- yet I know I use The Matrix a lot as an analogy for magic, and I'm so sorry, but this was really relevant at this point. So I don't know if anyone... Have you have either of you watched the original Matrix movie?
1: Of course.
0: Okay. So you know how, like, The Matrix is actually this program that we're living in, right? And then certain people can get unplugged. Mm-hmm. and But they can go and tap back into it in order to achieve a goal. Mm-hmm. That is, but the um the bad guys, the agents were actually of the matrix they were created within it. I kind of view magic and spirits and gods like that, so we as being of the material physical world the 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 land of the living, I guess, as I kind of separate it, so we are living, breathing human beings, um, and we tap into this cosmic force that we call magic that we call witchcraft that we call whatever it is that we call you could call it the matrix for all it fucking matters but we tap People into <laughs> it right yeah exactly so we tap into this um entity that really has has a life of its own it's its own world within a world world between a world right we use this kind of terminology all the time and We interact with these beings that are of this between space, of the matrix, of magic. They are of witchcraft. Um, And that's why I give them that respect, because they've been around a lot longer than I have, and they have been able to master a lot of things that I will never be able to master in this human lifetime that I've been given. Um, but I think the idea is to, once this human lifetime is extinguished, to either go through another human lifetime and learn more lessons, or maybe you, you can finally, um, you know, kind of cross that barrier into the in-between and you can be one of those spirits. You know, we talk about the mighty dead. So, uh, even though I still feel like that's, kind of like the afterlife situation how I would hope it would work out it still terrifies me but um i don't know i guess just overall <laughs> for me conceptualizing magic and witchcraft and gods and religion as the matrix really works for me because i just view witches as the people that like have the plugs in the back of their head and they just like plug in and like and like you know the scene where like i think uh like the operator he's like what do you guys need? And Neo's like, guns, lots of guns. And I think that's just like how witches are when we do magic and spells and ritual. It's like, okay, (laughs) we cast our circle, we tap in and it's like, all right, well, what do we need? And we're like, okay, well we need this and this and that. And then we can, and then we, we do business. We do our work. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You know,
2: normally
0: I (laughs) really want to watch the matrix now.
1: Not to mention it's written by two trans women.
2: Yeah
0: that is also true
1: and of course other people as well but just saying yes can yes. I
2: can I just say I'm over here like I know you can't see me but like, I have like the biggest smile on my face just because <laughs> I love this podcast um yeah <laughs> I love how I love how beautiful all of our ideas are like I love listening to you both talk I love talking with you both I love feeling this it just feels so oh, I love these ideas mm-hmm. I love the dialogue I'm sorry I, I just I'm like I don't know why I'm like feeling so like I'm falling in love again with this podcast it feels good I'm sorry
1: it's been a good episode because like everybody's been able to like talk about their innermost beliefs in a space where like you didn't feel like someone was trying to take something away from you but when they shared you saw something of yourself in it and were able to relate to it and it's like part of um the it's like part of the experience of reality of how we enrich each other's lives by being there and it's not our similarities that make time together so great it's our different perspectives and what we can bring together for each other
2: i agree that is beautiful well said 100
0: percent Um, um, yeah, I, I kind of feel a little, little gushy about the podcast too. I was like, "Damn, look at us go!" Especially because I was—I've been listening to a lot of "Down at the Crossroads," and I also started this mm-hmm. other podcast called uh, "Black Mass Appeal." It's from a couple members of the, uh, the Satanic Temple, and um, and that's just it's just i've been listening to these really good quality podcasts and and i'm like oh damn look at us with the good conversations too like we're also capable of that (laughs) we're not just like yeah and i also think that witchcraft is cool you know
1: Yeah, I also want to like read out the definition of pagan, because there's a few things I can point out here. Um, Pagan noun, a person holding religious beliefs other than those of main world religions. So it's like a rather inclusive title, right? Like anybody who Mm. wants to self identify as pagan, just like queer is welcome to right Mm -hmm. and it's like Mm -hmm. it's it's for it's a label for someone who doesn't fit the norm but when scott was talking about it being a reclaimed term here's some other terms that are similar heathen ungodly Mm -hmm. infidel um adulterous um non-theistic faithless skeptical um impet impious um heretic you know like i love that
2: term too
1: yeah heretic Uh, but like all of those are like really powerful like slanderous terms and that's what pagan is similar to and like just like queer and it's like also a five letter word which i love because like five's my favorite number and i just like i'm a nerd so i'd notice that but like it's a very powerful term as well yeah
2: yeah really powerful (laughs)
1: Yeah, I I think like queer pagan is like perfect. Like maybe if I get knuckle tattoos, if I ever want to be that hard in my life, <laughs> I'll get like <laughs> that queer pagan on all of my fingers, including the thumbs.
0: <sighs> witch is also five letters. Oh my god.
1: Yeah, yeah, and witch is mm. which is just another inclusive term too. Because if you, you, if you self-identify as a witch or you self-identify as pagan. Fucking, that's that's all it takes to be one. Just like being queer. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I mean, of
1: course, I would still say to be a witch, you gotta do shit. But doing shit can even be like reading or listening to a podcast, you know, like.
0: Yeah, doing the work in some aspect, you know, I would say that's. that's but we've valid. had a
1: whole episode on that. We don't need to oh, rehash okay. that. No, we definitely don't. <laughs> Check out
0: that episode. Um, episode. Damn. Can't remember. It's in the titles. You'll find it. Um, is there anything else that we really wanted to touch on in terms of religion? I think we've dug really deep, and we've we been we pretty far
2: down.
1: We hit hard this episode, I think. I feel like I said everything I really want to say at this point.
2: I, said, I think I said everything I could say at this point. I don't even know if mm-hmm. I know any more about me yet.
1: <laughs> well, I have things to say after we hang up, but that's just between us.
0: I've I think it's okay to wrap this up here. We I think we ended it on a pretty damn good note. Um, something about the number five. Let's all let's all explore that. Mm-hmm. Oh, ooh, and usually the the five star is associated with you know being it's like the general like pagan symbol. So that's another it's thing. Also
2: a about. symbol of manifestation and protection.
0: Well, I'll be. <laughs> I'm get it all in my head, and I'm gonna start writing a bunch of bullshit about this. It's gonna be great. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I think this is really I think this is a really cool episode. I enjoyed it a lot. I think we dug into some really interesting interesting um, interesting conversations. I don't think we ever really got that deep spiritually on this podcast before. Maybe emotionally, but I don't know about spiritually. So I uh, um, I enjoyed it.
2: Um, me too. I I loved it. I loved it yeah and I
0: was particularly episode. happy to kind of share my my uh my i don't know my my evolving viewpoint on on gods, which mm-hmm. I find very interesting So it was in a very different place like less than ten years ago less than I, five years ago
1: great,
2: great. i just i can honestly I, say thank you to both of you because you helped me to like that last bit that I said about what how I feel about gods and spirits and that pantheistic kind of worldview. And how I fit them together with like my animism, you guys kind of helped me to refine that through this conversation. So I'm like really thankful.
1: Well, it'll be a yeah.
0: good too. To to. Absolutely, and you know, just because we do this podcast, you know, it doesn't mean we're always like ready, locked and loaded with answers. You know, it's um, it, we like to keep it as a conversation, and things evolve in conversations, which I think is one of the one of the well, maybe the unique parts about our particularly style of way we do things mm. but for now i think we're gonna wrap it up um yeah share with us on this episode this is there this can go in so many different ways we could probably write a novel with all the the, the chatter and discussion we can generate from this kind of conversation um so yes please give us your feedback share with us your thoughts we are incredibly interested to hear that and to have really good conversations um also we your questions have, too
1: yes i want to hear like your questions because this has been a deep conversation and i want to hear like if people want clarification on anything or want to have a conversation please reach out mm-hmm.
0: absolutely yeah um, and the best way to have that kind of conversation—here's the plug, you guys, ready? It's our Facebook group.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yay! Yes. Woo! We started a Facebook group. Um, it's we up, think...
1: and it's ready, and you can join it right now. Just go click yes. it. It's already open.
0: Yes. 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 You can. Um, I believe all you have to do is just search, which is betwixt. And it should come if you search in Facebook groups and witches betwixt. Um, yeah, you can join it and start talking about things. Uh, we have a nice little organizational thread in the beginning, um, and which will you know will be refined and prettied up as we go along, but it is there. And we welcome everyone to, to join in and let's join. talk We'd about queer witch shit because that sounds great.
1: I want you
0: to Uh, come so bad. I mean, honestly, like, we're all on Facebook all day long, not just scrolling through. Honestly, I don't really scroll through memes because, one, I'm at work, but, two, I'm just, like, always, like, popping into this group or that group or this, you know, and just, like, checking on all the conversations. And we're, we're constantly talking on Facebook Messenger between the three of us all day, so we're definitely looking at facebook all day and so um yeah that's the best way to get our attention if you want to have like uh, some good engrossing conversations that don't take you know weeks to to get a reply to uh yes i might be so than-
1: longer because i don't check facebook um is consistent throughout the day, but when I do, I'll be on for a longer bit of time at a chunk. So I might be like yeah, there to converse to for like an hour or two and then I might dip out because like I and work I'm gonna and go have to go the places podcast. and I have an erratic schedule. So you never know with me. <laughs> yeah,
0: Maybe. but we all kind of pop in and out. Um, and we're usually on there for an extended uh, period of time. So, uh, yeah, so. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please give us your feedback, join the Facebook group, and we will see you in the next one. Bye.
1: We love you so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.